Hi, I'm Tom Brown, and this is a Draft Table Podcast. back season i think four or three anyway episode two after good feedback we are back we've got four astute coaches on one <laughs> 20 for his granny gone but uh we'll see if he picks them again this year but yeah lads we're here and i think the focus tonight is going to be more um yeah, a focus on classic, seeing that Yoss is too um, mature for draft. Um, yes. But yeah, the thing I want to sort of kick off with is um, what the fuck have you just said? <laughs> Blake Howes. Blake Howes, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll me... push some propaganda. <laughs> All right, what's that Melbourne info you've got at the moment, Aiden? Give me the rundown. Oh, no, fuck all. <laughs> okay. Yoss, any safety? No, way, actually, actually, actually. They, they really like him, and he's got mid-forward status, but he's training as a defender. Ooh. So that's so a bit like, interesting. The hunt, the hunt replacement. Yeah, something like that. Look, I'm just going to go on big uh, footy wire right now and look up contract year players, and that'll... Irish. Uh, yeah, can, can you start listing some good ones, Yoss? Let me, let me go through now. Hi, Loman. And an FYI, I currently have Cogs in my fantasy midfield. Nice. Yeah. Must have. <laughs> Right, here we go, boys. Right, contract players. Okay, shall we start with Adelaide players? I want ones that are classic. Yeah, because they're going to have a bunch of fucking nuffies that are all relevant. Okay, so, list all the out-of-contract players for Adelaide in 2023. So, Drew McPherson. Yes, we're not going through all of this. This is coming from the bloke that's not doing draft, but he wants to start by naming this person. Josh Morrell, Lachlan Murphy, Nankovis, Matt Crouch, Seedsman, Rory Sloan, Shane McAdam, Walker, Tom Duday, and Zach Taylor. Sloan's probably the only interesting one. <laughs> Even though um, it could be, it could yeah, be he's dead. Like I think Sean... Mate, I'm happy to... 
I'm tired. I'm happy to go through the entire list of uncontracted players, and I swear <laughs> the only relevant one is um. Um. Anyway, first topic I want to sort of talk about is like the more I look into it, the more I don't want to start any like premium defenders. Yeah, I'm pretty um, much thinking similar stuff. Yeah, like, I feel like everyone's going to have a very similar forward line and, like, ruck set up. And it's, uh, and it's, like, you can't, like, as much as you want to fiddle around in the midfield with, like, value guys, like, you probably can't get, like, too crazy. So it's, like, I feel like defenders is where you can sort of um, do that. Um, my defence at the moment in Supercoach is... um. My first three coming with Gar and Yo. Jesus. I sort, of like that. I sort of like that structure of like two like sub premium guys at D1 and D2 and then value. Um, and that D1 and D2 two spot sort of floated between like, yeah, all these guys that are sort of maybe like the, the most expensive being Brayshaw, but in Supercoach, he's like the 10th highest defender anyway. Um, all these guys to like tenth and twentieth sort of thing. So, yeah, I want to hear some thoughts on defense. I've got a I've got a link to like where I can see these prices and stuff. I don't have Supercoach Premium, Gooch. Have a look at footy. Well, I just put the link in the chat, but um, oh, actually your, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, to your point. Um, Joel, like you sort of look at the top ten, and they're all sort of guys well, that he's you know, the number one. <laughs> you don't know if like three or four rounds in what they're going to be like. So yeah, oh, um, you know, sorry, it's almost like those aren't the right prices. Sorry, I'll send them into the, the Discord and we can discuss from there. Going, Jimmy. Sorry. Oh, but even then, you, you just don't know with the top probably six guys who the hell they're going to be in terms yeah. of, like, positioning and game time and um, all those sorts of things. Like, again, I'm not so sure there isn't really anyone there that screams out value straight away like there was in previous yeah. years. So I can see why you're sort of thinking, like, you know. I mean, like, those, like, top five guys, like... A lot of them had like the whole perfect storm um, sort of thing. Like, there's no, like, I feel like there's no way that, like, they'll just let Sinclair just run around and do whatever the fuck he wants for like an entire year again. Yep. Like, someone like to go like plus 30, like, average wise at like age 27, like, I'm willing to just say that, like, it's a spike here. And like then if you like compare him price wise to like like he's the same price as like Bond. Like um yeah. Yeah. And you probably are sort of betting on that top five or six to have a stinker in the first three. And then their price is probably gonna drop anyway. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, like I feel like when we get close to the season as well, it'll um like if there's potential like tagging or all that sort of stuff, but I feel like, again, start of the season, there's, like, less tagging because uh, coaches are sort of just, like, back in their system. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Surely Nick Dacos is worth punt. Yeah, he's in my fantasy at the moment. 
Uh, he's not in my super coach. I just like I was like looking at and comparing prices and stuff, and um, yeah, he seems to like be a bit more generously priced compared to some other guys around him in fantasy than than super coach. Um, but then, as I said, like I really like McGrath, and he looks massively underpriced in fantasy. So, um, yeah, McGrath, think... McGrath's never averaged more than eighty-four in fantasy, though. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, in my in Supercoach, he's um he's two years as a defender. He averaged like ninety-five, but he just wasn't relevant because he was like mid only those years, and there was no DPP. Yep. And um, one of those years, he like he got injured on like five or something, and his true average would have been like a hundred. So, especially now, I sort of say like you're gonna play permanent defense. Um, yeah, I feel like he can just run around the back line and just like get cheap kicks and shit. So, yeah, I like. I especially because I sort of think that like a lot of the top defenders are gonna come back to the pack a bit, and then further to that, I feel like there's not. Um, if you're doing like conservative prediction predictions, there's not like fifteen guys that are going to go like a hundred plus. Um, like I'm just looking okay. at my projections, and I've like I think I've got my top fifteen are going like ninety five plus in Super Coach. Um, so it's like even if he goes like high nineties, like it's a massive win at priced at like eighty eighty six or whatever he is. What are, what are your thoughts on Salem and Yo? Um, I think I'd like to pick both. Uh, I think originally I was a bit bigger, bigger on Salem, but it looks like Yo's genuinely like slimmed down a few kilos. Um, which suggested, and then I, I feel like again with Yo, there's like a bit of no news is good news sort of thing. Um, yeah. And so, like the fact that apparently he's just you know trading normally, um, you know doing this thing. He hasn't, um, yeah, like he hasn't had any setbacks or anything like that. Like, even if he just, you know, it's around defense, like he could probably average 90 like that. So, yeah, I'm happy to pick him as long as there's like no talking about him like being on managed programs or anything like that. No, nah, but I swear, those, those groin issues are so disgusting, though. OP's the worst. Have you seen photos he's of him? He's been. Doesn't matter. He's cooked. When's the last time he's played like over over twenty games? He can be cooked and average like ninety, just marking uncontested footy. <laughs> yeah. So I said, like, I really hope they play him in defence. Yeah, he just sort of just sucks around. Mate, he's played twenty-seven games in three years. Oh, it's true. Yo. Yeah, but he's like, you know, like this time of year, everyone's like looking like massive pipes of electric. He's done the opposite. He's like looking skinny as. Like, he's, um. Yeah, well, he has to to offload yeah, the groin. Like... The gro- yeah. Hey, the three. The oh, three... I'm not boys saw on Twitter. Boys. Hey, boys. The three names I mm-hmm. find interesting around the 450k mark are Jaden Short. Me. He's mid only. Caleb Daniel. How'd you get pricing yours? They're at 450k. Those three. Oh, I think you're looking at that old pricing that Jimmy sent in. Oh, am I? Yeah. Jaden Short's mid only as well. <laughs> Just, that's the, the price that they ended last year at. 
I'll try and find like there's like a, I think I saw a spreadsheet online of like the pricing. Um, let me try find it and link it in so I don't have to like just screenshot and send it in. Yeah, I was gonna say if like Caleb Daniel was starting at four fifty k, like how is he not a lock? Well, he's playing midfield apparently now, so um. I've got to find it hard That's to believe. so yuck. I keep getting um like drawn towards Brandon Ellis. <laughs> um, I know we sort of had some discussion about him, um, but oh, here we go. I found. I think I found a link. Hold on to the pricing. This is gonna work. You know who's a guy who's had absolutely no hope, who could be a breakout, no hype, sorry, who could be a breakout candidate? Go. Boy, oh boy, Bowie. Oh, shut up. Oh, yeah, with like eight defenders in front of him. Yes. Literally talking about Salem two minutes ago. They're going to be stealing. He screams North Melbourne in three years. (laughs) <laughs> no. Nathan, Nathan Frobat esque. Oh no! Genuinely. <laughs> oh, what? So oh. he's about to become like a. Oh, this is. There's this um, pricing thing on on Twitter. It's an Excel thing. I'll, I'll try. I'll just send it into here, um, and you can yeah, like filter send. it. You can yeah. You can filter it based upon like. Um, Well, Harry Himmelgoat only at four ninety nine k. He's playing for he's playing forward apparently, which is why I like coming. Is that locked? Is that locked? Apparently, he's like she's trained forward all preseason and like. That's a shame. Yeah, then if if I, yeah, um, I just said in the pricing spreadsheet, you can open it and like then you can filter by um position and shit. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Let's have a, let's have no, a look. super cheap as well. Zach Williams. Yeah. Yes, but I, that's literally no-go zone, mate. Yeah, he's got big red flag. Literally don't go near. He's been stuffed for like three years, so he's due 20 odd games. He's, he's, a, he's a lot cheaper in fantasy, I saw. He's like, his price at 68. Yeah. Um, hey, so, Gooch, who, who, who are your six at the moment in defence? In defence? Yeah, all right. Let yeah. me grab it up again. Uh, so, having McGrath, Yo, Salem, Goda, McKenna. No, that's... It was like fucking 550k. Mate, that's literally Sorry. disgusting. Goda, yeah. What? Just too much slutting or like... No. Like, McGrath literally don't go near. Why? Yo, don't he, go near. He, he, Salem, Salem 390k is no brainer though. All right, Yoss, who do you like then? Are you looking at pricing? Oh, well, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still sort of filtering through. I haven't had a prop, proper look until go. tonight, to be honest. Oh, I forgot about that Weddle bloke. I've got to get him in. Well, what do you guys think of Scrimshaw at four sixty? Too many people to compete with. It's gonna be so bad, I reckon. But like, the ball is gonna be living in their defensive fifty. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. I think it's more of a draft pick, but yeah, I kind of like it. Um, <laughs> yes, let's get the, classic focus, please. <laughs> the other thing um, 
as well that I sort of found interesting. Um, like, all the, the all these teams on Twitter have been like, yeah, talking up like these just big like midfield, oh, big defender primos, but it's like, I swear like it could be this year's like, you know, Grundy Gore, like they're just overpaying a fuckload for like all these guys that are like priced at 120 and it just doesn't work. But you, I always think though, like one of them is going to come good and average 110. Like, so it's just almost trying to figure out which one's the right one. I don't know, you've sort of gone down the path of I'm not going to pick any of them because I'm not yeah. going to take the risk of which one's going to be a stinker and which one's not. Yeah. But. What about Tom Stewart going huge this year after John fall off the cliff? He also could be the captain. Yeah. Exactly. Aiden, would you pick Aaron Hall in fantasy? Um, if he comes out and does 150 in the practice games, then yeah, I'll probably <laughs> maybe get sucked into doing it. Well, mate, apparently you just see in their practice, you just see going in the back pocket for the entire game. They've got like six blokes competing for the same couple spots in the back pocket, though. Is Zeeble one of them? They've got like Paul Zeeble, Goda, Taron Thomas apparently was playing as a halfback flanker. Does yeah. all seem like a Clarko kind of player, though? Yeah, I agree. I think you want the experienced guys down back. I don't think Zeeble will play like a distributor role and get 30 touches the game. I reckon, yeah, Clark is a type to absolutely love, like an LMAC. It's just a shame that LMAC still averaged almost 90 last year. You know, Clark is going to fill it with. You know, between twenty-five and thirty-year-olds as best he can to, yeah, make his team finish twelfth probably. Yeah. So those guys like you know Max Ebel and Hall could end up slutting out. Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon. No, uh, maybe more a draft pick, but Mitch Duncan. He's cheap in defense. Yeah, he's he's yeah. 96k defender. Oh fuck! I do reckon he's any year falling off a cliff though. But, it's but he plays Bruce. He plays Bruce free footy, and he's never really relied on like crazy pace. Mike, so obviously the the cuts contested like, marks. Yeah, yeah. Like, the cuts like used last year to like complete uncontested. Like all the inside guys got like killed. Like example, Guthrie going lead to fifteen or whatever. Yeah. Like, do you think it's sustainable going into next Yeah, Like, surely it has to shift back towards some more, like, increasing inside again. Mm. It's hard to know where their minds are. Like, they could be, on one hand, they could be like, let's just run it back with, like, Atkins and Guthrie and these sort of Which guys. I think they will. Or they actually, or they might just be like, oh, we got the flag. Like, let's see where we can mix it up. I think they'll drop off a bit next year. Apparently, Tom Hawkins is missing the start of the season or yeah, something. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's missing the first like couple of months, I think. Um, oh, that long. Yeah, that's something with his foot. Playing injured, I think. Yeah. yeah. Darcy Cam- uh, Jeremy Cameron Locke. Cats big foot have been spruiking some like forward for like rookie purposes. Uh, what's this cat's name? Oh, what's his name? Not not Evans or something. Uh, is it this? No, it's a different uh, one. Shadow Neal, I think. Sure, Neil, Neil, that's one. Yeah, this bike, yeah. Athletic Ruckman. 
that can play forward. Sounds like Toby Conway. He'll, he'll be our new R2. <laughs> Does Neil have rock status? No, unfortunately he doesn't. I just had a look. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about rock then, boys? Wait, oh, hold up. Hold up. I'm still, I'm three still three the defenders. Surely there's more value. They're so, they're so grim, though. That is disgusting. It's, just... it's a bunch of fully priced guys and really speculative picks. Yeah, yeah, so you, that's why you, you go towards the speculative guys. Oh, but you can't go yo, I think. It was like 250k, maybe. What do we reckon about bows? No. No? I don't, I don't mind it. The cats love him. Depends where he's playing. Um, is, he playing is he playing half forward and, you know, 20% midfield time, or is he... Uh, bows bows yeah. will be playing like half-back midfield. Is he going to rotate in with someone else, or is he going to, you know? Well, I guess that's every player like thing interesting as well, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Always well, Hunter could Clark at three fifty-fifty. Elaborate, Yoss. What's what's that? Elaborate, Yoss, on Hunter Clark. Well. Brad Hill in the wing. No, I know they actually seem as midfielder. That's what Lenny's been talking about. Mm-hmm. The, again, the only issue is his durability. He's so fucking soft. But, I mean, at 315k, that's, I think, that's value there. Price at 68 in fantasy and 57 in Supercoach. He's only got to play the first eight games of the season. That's the concern. Yeah, yeah Gooch. I like Bose at 277. He'll play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I like I said Aiden, like fantasy pick only, but price at 60 will power. Like, I don't see downside with will power. Like, they, Golgo's defense is something I want to target in the sense that, like, last year, like, like their mark numbers, like it was impossible to be lower. Like they were last for like chipping around, ball retention, like scores, defenders, all that sort of stuff. That's like, I feel like all coach defense, like it can't get worse from a scoring aspect. So it's like, it has to get better. And that's why I like Alice, because it was like, even with like such a bad like scenario, like late, you know, across the season with in terms of ball movement, like he's still... He still averaged like ninety five coming home. It's like if he has the same role in defense and like they retain the ball a bit more, he'll average like a hundred and something. Mm. Yeah. And boys, what about Michael Voss's favorite son, Caleb Marchbank? How much is he? What about him? I'm back, I'm back with the Marchbank propaganda. Three hundred k, yuck, yours. No, no, he's not. Oh, sorry, 198. I'm looking at fantasy prices. 198, yes. Yeah, sorry. This record says 198, Supercoach. Yeah, he's 198. Yeah, he's 198. For the same price, you get Josh Goder, though. Yeah, he's very clear on the dead list. 
You're in Ridley shape. Uh, I think, like, they're really big on him because, I mean, obviously with his injury history, put a lot into him. And then they really could have rested him for the rest of the season, but they did bring him back late in important games too. So I feel like... Yeah. You, well, they need the second. Lewis Young was pretty good. So it's like, you're going to play Young, Leadering, and Marshbank. I think Marshbank's over Lewis Young, like, in all honesty. Okay. It seems like they view it that way anyway. No, he's a real... Sorry, girl. I was going to say, at their peak, they probably want Marchbank, but they know that Lewis Young is going to play games and Marchbank could be out for six exactly. weeks at a time. Yeah. Exactly. So. He's a really left field breakout option in defense beyond my boy Bailey. Uh, Heath Chapman. <laughs> yeah, I think Hayden spruced him last episode. Um, Do you really? Yeah. Is there like an injury score? Well, I'll like take it all back then. That must be wrong. <laughs> Is there like an injury score built into the price? Or like what happened this year? I'm not sure, but they rate him really highly. Yeah. Um, I've got a feeling he got injured at some point. I'm going to look into this. I think so. <sighs> talk amongst yourselves while we start. Can <laughs> we, we talk rucks? Yeah, let's do yeah, that. I um, my, my eyes are burning looking at these defenders. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. This sucks. So, so all, all jokes aside, we're, we're not picking Gorn and Grundy. Oh, for man. the culture, it would make uh, sense. I think there's an argument Actually, for the don't culture, go it makes you, sense. Please. No, I reckon there's no, an argument not. to pick Grundy. There's... Shut yeah, up. Yeah, definitely, but not not. Oh, there is. But I think, I, think there's one, I think there's one lock, and then there's the other, which is probably like... You either go the real, real cheapy option or you go another primo. I think Marshall's like genuine lock, yeah. especially after the Prakimat or the intra club the other day and the reports coming out. And then, you know, I I like Tim as well. Yeah. And, you know, me always like to spend big in the ruck areas in classic anyway, yeah. um, just to set and forget. But um, I like Marshall and Tim, but um, obviously there's cases for those, you know, that. That you know the Flynn's of old and Cruises of old and things like that. The you like you know you see if you can get seven or eight games out of yeah. it. See who drops and builds up. Um, Boys, so I, I think sort of... I'll, I'll speak on Roll Marshall. Five hundred K is actually pretty cheap for him, but he also is one like I think Rux. You don't want to spend too like too many trades on, right? I want to actually yeah, exactly. forget. Agree. Marshall never yep. plays like even twenty games. So he's going to be like my, in and my, out. Has to have like yeah. a really solid backup rock. So I currently have English and Marshall with Cameron in my forward line with like a with a rookie uh, effort R uh, three to swing for coverage for that exact reason. Um, I think in terms of scoring power for their price points, I think them two are like such good value and like having covered as coverage like makes it like basically like you can disregard durability because you can just cover them with Cameron and like if they miss a week or whatever you just cover them with Cameron um and I think there's an argument for all three of them being like underpriced Cameron's like priced at I think 80 
Like that includes a sub score of six when he was like playing full forward for when Grundy was rucking, and like another couple of like shit scores playing full forward over the year. As soon as he got the ruck roll, he averaged like high nineties. And then like he obviously started to taper off a bit, but I just think it was like another preseason he'd been training as like a pure ruck, knowing he's going to be the number one ruck. Like he's only going to improve, and then even with like. They're getting McStay. Like, I reckon it means like that Cox won't play anymore. They'll play McStay forward. And McStay can like, play that extra 20% in the ruck to cover it. And uh, yeah. you won't have to worry about Cabrera. they play like 60% CBAs. Like, I feel like he's just going to ruck the whole game now. Boys, question on Braden Pruce. Hmm? <laughs> Dead. I think he's the number one ruck. Contract year as well. No boys. Yeah, he's 500k. Yos. It's the same price as Marshall. But he's contract yeah. year, and he won't do he won't do stupid shit to get it to get suspended. <laughs> the other thing I was sort of saying. Oh, stupid. The other thing I was sort of saying last week is like normally like I could potentially like look through the, the mid price rucks and like I can see a narrative to them like you know making 200k or whatever. But, like, I look through all these guys and, like, I find it really hard to make a narrative that, um... This sucks as well. That's what I mean. Like, there's no, like, potential breakout guys. The only I one agree. that's, like... There's, like, Lysette coming back from injury a bit underpriced. Um, but it's not enough that, underpriced that's, right, that's exactly. It but it's, like, there's no, normally there's, like, three or four, like, guys that, like, it hasn't even happened. The injury hasn't happened or whatever, but, like, I can see the narrative of, like, this happening, this happening, and then they get the number one rock roll, and then it's, like, thanks for coming. The only one that I can sort of say, apparently, um, so Callum, Callum Jamison, who's, like, West Coast, he's 250K, and um, he, like, wasn't ready at all last year, but, like, they had, um, when they had, like, all the COVID outs and shit, they played him fullback on a game, and I think, like, Tomahawk kicked like seven on him or something. Um, and he, he's not a fullback, he's a ruck. And like, apparently he's flying in this preseason. And like, if Nick Back gets injured, I will be like chipsing on this Boca R2. But that's the only one I can make a narrative for. Do we, not like the, do we not like the durability and consistency of Riley O'Brien, even though I hate him as a footballer? What a safe pick. He was in and out of the team last year, and it's only an extra year of... Who's their other guy? My man, Strawny. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, if, if you're in and out, you know, when you're... I don't know, just... It doesn't be with confidence when you're in and out of the team and you're finishing 13th every year. In and out of the team last year. He played, oh, he played 20 games. Uh, he got dropped, I reckon. Dropped for a couple of games, I think. He might have got dropped, came back, and then dropped again or something. I reckon no, he was twice. Yeah, he, got, he got dropped for two games. And, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, like 37 and 20 or something. Yeah, and then yeah, he had ridiculous twos. That was like, it was disgusting. And then they brought him in. Um, but, yeah, Adelaide Bigfooties, like, hated him for, like, three or four years. Like, they, they were literally, like, threatening to burn the club down. Like, every week when they, like, want to put their changes, it's always, like, out, Rob, never again. <laughs> Just missing Sam Jacobs. Yeah, literally. Oh, okay, enough rocks, I reckon. This, this uh, also we go, we but, hey, 
Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. No, hold on. I think there are two names still that we need to discuss. Okay. I oh, don't have Gorn, one. Gorn and Grundy. Who, sorry? Me. Wouldn't Reeves be? Mate, Reeves is Dan's the fucking CFO, mate. If that doesn't give you any yeah, indication. Yeah. It, was, it was also not bad last year, though. He's dad's now. I, I did have a question. The CFO. He's dad's the actual CEO. I'm just looking at LinkedIn. So, Yoss, with Marshall, is Jackson Hayes going to play any role in... I know, obviously, he's been used to Ryder and Hayes might not be back at the start, but... You know, like, like you said, Marshall misses... But will that impact Marshall? Because I know a few... Aren't all the other rucks injured? Or well, Jack, Jack Hayes playing last year did... He's scoring, right? He's, Hayes can actually... They, they like him in the guts too. Uh, I think, yeah, that's, that's the risk with Marshall. Like, maybe at the start he does make you some cash, but, I mean, you don't really... About that, yeah, like you said before, you don't want to sideways for a record, yeah. So, I think, um, his name is a an interesting pick. I like Jackson at Frio. No, no, I don't. Uh, Have you seen how fit Darcy's looking? This guy's gonna be playing everywhere. Not, not sure about that. I reckon his role will just be identical to what he was doing at Melbourne, just predominantly forward. Better at home. Environment. <laughs> All right. I reckon he gets oh, yeah. really overrated just through like the back end of the year with the trade talk and everything like that. And obviously won a flag pretty early. I think he's fine. But, you know, he's playing with arguably now a stronger, more dominant Ruckman. In Darcy, like Darcy's probably nearly past gone. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't pick Jackson. I mean, is that ruck Is that sorry? Hey, that ruck situation is grim too. There's like, there's not much crea- room for creativity. I feel, um, I just yeah, really like using Cameron as like the, the coverage. Oh, I don't understand why you would have Cameron in the forward line when there's such uncertainty over the rucks. Just have him in the ruck. So, um, um, so in, fantasy, do- I have him, in fantasy, I have him in the ruck. In Supercoach, I just think there's like so much upside for like English and Marshall that it's like. I want, I want to be on board with that. Yeah. In fantasy, I have about two. Yeah. Um, does anyone not have the trinity of Doug's, Cogs, and Taranto? Literally, nah, that's they're such first a picked. <laughs> yeah. First picked. Fade, Rosie, fuck him. Um, I did read a thread the other day of someone trying to talk people out of Dunks. 
I'll try to find the article, but it was very similar to that. It was like, don't pick Dunks, like they've got Neil and Barry's going to play a lot of midfield time and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, sure. You know what? You know what Mills was doing last year when he didn't get like stuffed for CBAs by horse. What? That'll be Dunkley just all year. <laughs> like like fifteen tackles, two touches a game, one fifty every week. Yeah. That's it. If Jared Lyons could have a hundred and twenty year alongside Neil, like I'd hate to imagine what Dunks could do. I can't wait for someone to pick Jared Lyons early in draft. Um. I know we don't want to discuss drafts much, but I think Josh Dugsley will be first picked in draft. Don't we have this discussion? Like, where's he going to go? I think he's going to go pick one. Like in... He could. Depends who's got it. Like, there's an argument to say pick, he'll pick out average, like, the other forwards by, like... Every mid. Yeah, that's what I mean. He can out average, like, most of the top ten mids. Like, yeah. Um, is there is their ownership in fantasy really high, Aiden? Raven? Yeah. yeah, all of them. Okay, interesting. Hey, I think Dunkley's like fifty something percent, and the others are like forties or thirty something like that. Is is this? Especially, I can't see Dunkley in the forwards. He's five eighty eight. I guess it'll be because of the DPP thing, Yoss, because it's like it has a second column for like forward. I don't know how it cooks it. Like mid, and then the second column it says forward, yeah. yeah. He's, he's under mid, technically. Yeah, I know, oh, I got it. He's, yeah. Cogs, so I'm just looking at ownership. Cogs 37, Taranto 45, and I assume Dunks is like 50. Yeah, 40, 49.7. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, Darcy Cameron. The forward line, surprisingly, for like the first time in a few years, has almost been the easiest. 100%. I think the thing that'll be kind of interesting is like there's heaps of like older cheap guys that are like injury returners and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Like I feel like if you, if you can get like the right guys, like you'll be able to field guys that like average like consistent like seventies to eighties rather than like shit rookies that drop fifties. Um, mm. Even someone like Aaron Francis, like I still think he can get into like. Third key tool role at Sydney and average 70 in super coach. He's like 189k forward. Hey, wait, mm. hold on. I'm just filtering through these, but like, it starves in the rock. Um, yeah, I, I sort of like thought about this for a bit. Uh, like, I don't think he has the upside, but it's, I think it's a very safe pick. Like, I don't see. The current, like the only role he's sort shit in is if he plays fullback, and it's he's not going to play fullback anymore with Dakota. Exactly, mate. If you look at his scores last year, holy shit! Yeah, and it's like if 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 he ends up actually rucking and like playing like as an extra mid, he goes fucking nuts. A lock. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go back to forwards. Nah, that's alright. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's like it's worth, you know, picking breakout forwards. And I think it's really clear cut. You just like, you go your guns and your rookies. Um, like there is, I know there's some like appealing guys, but I feel like they're all like, they're draft relevant rather than like actual classic relevant. There's like a heap of guys like in like the 40s and 50s averages, like in, in the forward line that I would happily pick in drafts. It's like an F2, F3. Oh. Um, mids? Edge. Bont, Steel, Josh Kelly, Holy Trinity. I'm not going Josh Kelly. <laughs> Did you listen to the last podcast, Yoss? I thought. Basically, Josh, he scores with and without Taranto and Hoffa is cooked. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, like it's... If I went Josh Kelly, I would have Josh Kelly, Green, and Cogs all on the same side. And Isaac coming. Um, I don't think I want that many JWS mids, especially the new coach. Yeah. Like... Another lock is Parrish, honestly. hard to ignore. Oh, I've got Parrish instead of Kelly, you're unclear enough. Oh, Bont Parrish and... Uh... Josh, is Jack Steele a lock? I don't think so. Barrera's magic has Apparently he's not in contact training. I feel like teams as well put in like a bit more attention into him and he, his output wasn't as good. Though. No. No one's taking Steele. He had an injury yeah, they tagging him, mate. No, no one's taking Steele. Not you spastic. He's, he's, like, he's like Mills. You're not paying attention to him. He does the mate, watch, watch Chad Water get like sat on in games this year. You're just going to be fucked. And Mills just be slutting around. What did Marrera's magic say about you? Oh, so I don't, he put the podcast out the... Um, S22 sort of thing, so he's usually picks his like top six, top eight, top two. Yeah, and um, he had Steel as like his pick, pick one. Um, he was sort of yeah. like he threw a blanket over 10 blokes, and like from last year's top 10, there wasn't much change. Um, let me just look at the pricing for fantasy and that'll sort of remember what he did. Um, wait, dude. Um, hmm? re Josh Kelly without Hopper and uh, Taranto. Oh, it's like it's like so with whenever one of them miss, he's like ten points better, and it's like oh, whenever two of them miss, yeah, and it's only one, only one of them has to miss room to be ten points better, which is pretty cool. The numbers were better for Cogs, weren't they? Um, I think Cogs was more towards like with Cameron and without Cameron. Still going Bailey Smith, by the way. Yeah, Aiden's very big on him, I think. I don't know if I have the guts to sell him over McRae, but yeah, I think he could be like He's a smoky M1. Again. So, like I sort of said today, Aiden, like, my issue is, like, we need his leg. So, firstly, like, we need his leg speed on the inside. Like, we're, all our midfielders are very slow and, like, plotty. It's like it gets exposed, and it's like I think Bevo now recognizes that. And it's like you know, Bailey's leg speed is like a point of difference through the midfield. Is that why they tried to fade Liver yeah. early days yeah. last year? Um, however, 
we don't have wingers, so and it's like Bailey Smith can play on a wing. So it's like I feel like he's gonna have to split his time between both. You know, well, 50-50 CBA, so he could still go nuts. Yeah, I haven't looked into like his. Well, what I've seen is like he had like some big silly games and then some shit games. I haven't looked into like CBA in relations to all that sort of stuff, but I don't even actually look. What was he? Do you know what his CBAs were like last year? He just. <laughs> Like 50, 54% or something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure him and Libba were on the rotation because it was Bonton Dunks, Libba, Smith, and then McRae was sort of, you know, basically permanent. Yeah. Um, you got to remember with Trelaw as well, like that's another guy that you'd hope would bring speed back in there. Because the, the problem was, like you said, Joel, they're playing Bont, Libba, and Dunks, and it's like, fuck, there's three, like, not really, like, genuinely yeah. slow moving guys like obviously strong and skillful yeah. but you know so it might end up being that him and Trelaw yeah. you know maybe do the wing inside I think, Jill, yeah, I think Trelaw would be and like, then he might want one of them in there yeah. at all times I think Trelaw they want predominantly outside like just so his body holds up over a full season like he always played a full season this year I think he played like 21 games um the year before he was and like, too, I feel like, like a lot of that back half the year he wasn't playing any mid, but then he played like fifty percent CBAs in the final against um, um, which was weird. Like he hadn't he hadn't touched CBAs for like two months, and then like they chucked him in the middle for heaps in the final. The thing about Smith is as well, prior to his suspension, he was doing like 90% time on ground most weeks. As in like the mid like Because why did he miss half a few years? Was he injured or was that the suspension? Oh, the drug, the drug suspension. Oh, as said, he yeah. also got suspended yeah, for headbutting yeah. too. Did he? Oh, yeah, that was right. He, he missed down. one, two, three... He missed five. five. Yeah, because he got two for the headbutt and then three for the the bags. Yeah. His CBAs didn't yeah, really so deviate told, much. He's holding down afterwards. Yeah, it went from like 90-odd to low 80s yeah. or something. Remember he was on track to be probably top, what, top 10 in scoring until he got suspended. Like he was yeah. flying. But it's like he still had those games where he like he scored like a sixty, and it's like I need to find out why. Like, I, was he like just sitting out on a wing? Like, uh, and I don't know. Um, he can still get disposals. It's just he, he's not the best. Actual numbers. And you know, it might be better fantasy wise, but super coach wise, it's just. I, I think another interesting... watching him play each week feels like he kicks the opposition. Yeah, no, so that's right. Sorry, Joe. I think another. Um... Interesting thing as well is like these fantasy numbers of like like all like the guys that like do the breakouts from like the hundred one hundred five into like the top tier like all of them have like shown that like they have a fantasy sort of like ceiling in seasons before and it, so it's like even if they have a shit like dream team to super coach ratio it's not like necessarily a bad thing like a super coach breakout and that's why I'm like pretty big on Simkin as well because it's like not that much would have like he finds the footy and it's like not much would have to change for like him to like um you know increase like 10 to 15 super coach because it's like 
it would all it would have to do is like just his ratio would have to even out to like something akin to the rest of the comp. And it's like Bailey's been similar, but it's like, he's like uh-huh. his dream team was like almost ten more of like five, like six or seven, I think more than like his super coach. It's like if that evens out, like that's already upside on ninety eight. Um, but then it's like in, again in super coach, you're like you look at, uh, at guys around his price, and it's like Tom Green's like eight k cheaper, and Cam Guthrie's the same price, and I, I I really like both of them as well. Yeah, I like Green. I've got him in fantasy. I think he'll get like the biggest CBA spike out of just about any midfielder. Surely. I was doing um, some research into Guthrie today. Um, and it was like, well, the main thing I wanted to try and dig into is like what the decline actually was and what caused it. So the decline was like, purely uncontested stuff. So all his contested stuff stayed the same, if not got even better. So I think he was like winning more clearances and stuff, but he lost like, I think like two uncontested kicks on the outside and maybe like one and a half uncontested marks or something. And so I like, to me, that sort of suggests that um, it's a game plan thing rather than like just a his limitation sort of thing. Um, it seems like a Max Holmes sort of thing, mean? right? Like. Like, they want to get the ball into yeah. like those fast guys. In the yeah, outside. and I think, like, yeah, he had a lot of, like, yeah. you know, uncontested keepings off around the outside this year. And it's, like, I don't think they get, like, I feel like they'll come back to the pack a bit and they're not going to be as good to just, you know, play keepings off the whole game. Especially if Hawkins is out, like, they're actually going to have to, like, try, like, put it in a scrap and win the footy. Um, and that's why I kind of like that. They didn't play it. They didn't play keepings off as much last year as they have previously. That's probably why they won the flag. Like they were looking more Sorry, not, corridor instead of just not like chippy keepings off. It was more like they play like an uncontested style. Like it was sort of like win it to the outside and keep it on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, the other yeah. thing with Guthrie as well. They're not looking to yeah. contest. The other thing with Guthrie as well is I didn't realize he had an injury score as well. He got injured in the very last game of the year against West Coast. And it's like, it was probably like a knock, but they like wanted to rest him for finals. And he like he was on like 50 at quarter time, and then they like subbed him out. Um, so that you get that value into the price as well. Mm. Yeah. But like if, if Geelong come out in preseason and it's like there's it looks like they're not gonna like play as more as much outside and they like they're gonna go back to playing a bit more inside, like I I think he's a really good pick. He's, he's done it two years ago. Like he averaged one fourteen or whatever two weeks ago. Uh, sorry, two years ago. Yeah. Yep. Yoss, can you give me some mids? Yoss is gone. Yoss tipped it. Anyone got mids I want to talk about? EP five. Tom Mitchell. Tom Green. Oh, James Warple. I was going to mention. I think Mitchell. he's a lock. New club. Always interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He looks, he looks really fit. Like, um, yeah, I struggle to see, like, like I sort of said last week, it was like, if that's the absolute worst case, um, like him getting shafted in a half forward flag, like less than 80% tog, and he average, still averages like high 90s, like, well, fuck, like, surely he'll average 105 and like conservatively. He feels like the easiest pick out of yeah, all of them. 
I mean, maybe, maybe with the exception of like Dallas Cogs yeah. and Toronto, and but he's, he's, only he's up there. He's in fantasy. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. I think, to be fair, if he can't, like, he's going to come out in JLT, it'll be like the Hewitt situation. Like, he just played pure mid, looked unbelievable, and it's like, all right, like, cool. And then suddenly he's like 45% owned. So, out of your, like, top of the range primo mids, are there any that you'd say are like, you know, you should should avoid like the plague, you know, like out of your Niels Miller's track, Brayshaw, like out of those like top, top guys, you know, the sort of like, oh, you pick like yeah. three of these and then you're all right. Are there any that you scream avoid? Like so the way I sort of look at it, like I think Laird's a complete avoid. Like he's, he's tackled up was like unsustainable like really on price um, but then like you look at the other way that like he had a broken hand and like his tongue was low so it's like there's upside there and I just think that like he's way too expensive um he's still yeah. average 100 I, I think Andy Brayshaw got sat on yeah. more this year so uh, I'll avoid I him. think so Zach Merritt I think that's his ceiling so I don't think there's upside above that um and Thinking like I have in Supercoach, I only have one top fourteen mid, which is Bond, and Steele's the fifteenth. Um, so I have avoided a lot of blokes, but a lot of them it's more so just like I don't think there's upside at their price. Um, rather than like I want to, I think yeah. I'm completely off them. It's like the, a lot of those top guys. It's like like you can never fault Oliver Neil. I think there's an argument that he comes back slightly, but it's like, I, I wouldn't start him, and, but like, you know, people can. Cook, interesting situation, because I feel like the younger mids are going to get better, and like, he had less fantasy last yep. year, but his supercoach didn't fall down, and it's like, maybe that could like, you know, follow the trend this year, um, as the younger mids get better around him, but then you've also got the other side of that coin, which was like, Took had like three, four weeks where he didn't lay a tackle, so like, on that argument, he also had like a bang that shoulder or whatever that we didn't know about. And on that basis, you could say he's underpriced. Mills, I'd like to see him play midfield first or like some clarity around what they're doing in defence just so he doesn't go and sit in a, in a hole again. Uh, Mills has the biggest upside, I yeah. think, out of all of them. But uh, yeah, I'm too scared. Mate, and, like the thing that annoys me, like last year, I was like, I probably would have picked him if we didn't have the issues before round one. Um, there was another case yeah. of like the guys that lose um, guys that lose like um, DPP and like suddenly they're um, you know they're people yeah forgotten about what are your thoughts on Darcy Parrish um, I was like pretty big on him but then I had a bit of a look into it and um, I don't know if it's best to like start him in Supercoach um, fantasy, I don't know where he sort of... He's got injury yeah, so affected in scores. Fantasy, like, I feel like he's, he's a bit more generously priced compared with like who's around him, but in Supercoach, it's not the same, I feel. Um, so, yeah, I would like I would start in fantasy, I think, but, yeah, probably not in Supercoach. Yeah. I think Jack Steele would be a lock for me. Like down year injury, yeah, he, he, he's back. a lot for me. New coach. There's so many things, and like you said, like although you've he's your fifteenth 
in terms yeah. of pricing. I think last year he might have even gone first yeah. overall in our draft. Like he's definitely yeah. like one twenty yeah. average, probably. Looking well, yeah, like I said, Marrero's Magic had him like rank one as he's like is his like prediction. So yeah, yeah. So you're sort of sitting on the lines of like you pick Steel and one of those top. So sort I'm, of I think I probably lock myself into Steel and Bond. Um, and then I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And teach, but it's like after that, the two others are probably a bit more up for debate. Yeah. Mm. I want yeah. one of them to be like a, um, yeah. a like breakout, track. like yeah. real potty pick, I think. Like whether it's Bailey Smith or Guthrie or someone yeah. like that. Um, and then like the other one might be someone like a 10% ownership like Josh Kelly. That's where my head sort of is at the moment. Yeah, you love yeah. you some Josh Kelly. If like you know, if Tom Green's like twenty five percent owned, I'm happy to sort of like let it go. Yeah. Have you locked Tom Green in, Maiden? The only alternative to him, I reckon, is starting Row Z in a midfield spot ahead of him. Interesting. Rosie in fantasy is like forty five percent. Yeah, but I, like I'm happy to fully bet yeah. around Rosie. Like, like there again, like they had the super like you know scoring friendly team, and like he was in a good role and stuff. And it's like, yeah, that could continue, but it's like it could have just be like a two or three month hot stretch. Yeah, I'm scared. Feels like he's going to have all the time in the middle. A lot of Rosie's games last year where he scored well, he didn't get that many touches, like yeah. low to mid-20s, but they were propped up by yeah. goals, which... Yeah, it's not as if it was like his scoreboard was tackles and marks and it's like the upside's there with disposal. It's like it's something like goals that's like harder to get upside with. And their forward yep. line was dysfunctional yeah. as fuck last year. So but someone had think, to like, goals. I still think he so, was like yeah. so close to getting sacked. Well, I mean, it's not like AFL is not very known. Uh, I think it was like a year ago, like before last season. Yeah, I reckon he's closer to. Um... Oh, so he they gave him one year extension. They'd have to make yeah. finals. They'd have to make finals this year. Otherwise, I mean, to be fair, people thought he was gone last. Yeah, year, this is his last year, so interesting. I, I think he's not going to get offered a contract next year unless they like finish top four. Yeah, I think they sort of got away with the excuse of like playing the younger guys last year, like all the younger guys, air quotes, like he finally put Butters and Rosie and all those guys through the yeah, exactly. field. So that probably bought him like maybe an extra yeah, time, I agree. 18 months. So he might even get again, like, I don't know, they'd be crazy if they re-signed him again, like partway through the year. Like surely they wait to the end. Yeah, of the I think so. And like Kochi's the type that's sort of like, yeah, demands like results but it's like I feel like he's a lot of very all talk so yeah. yeah I think it'd be interesting yeah he's been there for what oh, 10 close to that I think like probably? yeah I don't know well yeah they made yeah. the 2013 yes. yeah it's a hawk so what was that 14? I think it was 14 yeah and I was we're going an hour I reckon that's a good shift 
Tremendous shift. A lot of astute <laughs> yeah. knowledge, I think. Anyway, boys, that's episode three. Has been shared. And, uh, yep. Yeah, we'll be back next week for more.